This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Said I asked the girl who could not see What do you think when you look at me? She said I imagine something beautiful But I lost everything when I lost my sight And my confidence turned into fright I got scared I got scared Marie Nafa Performing her song Blindfold. The singer-songwriter from London won MTV's Unsigned Artist Award in 2014, the same year that Marie was first interviewed on Insight Radio. Back then, Marie got in touch with the radio station of the sight-loss charity RNIB because she hoped to find a group of blind and partially sighted musicians to help turn her acoustic song, Blindfold, into a piece of music featuring a full band. It's something different and could be something really fun and great to, to do. So, um, yeah, this is my appeal to, to everyone out there. But I can't tell success from failure until somebody claps. If you're a blind or partially sighted musician and would like to learn more about Marie's project, you can use the contact form on her website. Marie's song, Blindfold, is all about her own grandmother's experience of losing her sight an emotional situation that sparked her own imagination as a songwriter. So it's now the middle of 2015. What happened after Marie's Insight Radio appeal? Did she find a band of blind musicians? I spoke to Marie to find out what happened. Hello? Hi, is that Marie? Yes, it is. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Marie. How are you? I'm not too bad. Thanks for organising this. Oh, listen, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming in no, and speaking to me. So I was just going to ask you a little bit about your background first and, and just kind of get a, a sense of that, if that's okay. So could you just yeah. tell me about yourself uh, and your background as a musician, where it kind of started for you? Yeah, well, I um, started writing music when uh, I was about 18 years old and I sort of gigged a lot. And then I recently was uh, named uh, MTV's Unsigned Artist of 2014 um, and that was also when I started getting uh, even more serious about my music because I realised that um, people actually kind of liked it. So that was kind of a, a nice thing. But I wrote the song Blindfold when I was 18, so I've been gigging with that and uh, it's been a very special song for me um, for many years now. Uh, my style of music is very acoustic and singer-songwriter-esque. I just gig with... Uh, uh, just with my guitar and I'm solo on the stage, so um, it's that sort of thing. Now, you've mentioned the song Blindfold. It's very personal for you, isn't it? The song Blindfold is very personal to me. Um, I wrote it, uh, like I said, when I was 18, about my grandmother who has lost her sight um, through AMD. And it was very personal for me because um, I used to see her gradually lose her sight and the song I decided to write fully blindfolded um, and it's about her experience and both my experience but it's also um, the song is actually a dialogue between a sighted person uh, and a blind person. In terms of, of that writing process did you feel that being blindfolded yourself was a way of feeling an extra connection to your grandmother and her experience? Absolutely. I think um, had I not written it blindfolded, I don't think I would have got as powerful imagery as I tried to do in the song. And I think 
that actually was really integral in 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 the writing of the song and the creation of it and the sort of emotion that comes through with it um because it's something I'd never experienced before and um yeah it was a really interesting creative project when you were blindfolded did you find you were surprised by your senses and your your own experience of not being able to see uh yes i was i was very surprised um and it took a lot of time and patience for me in terms of how i played the guitar i actually laid the guitar flat on my lap so i could uh find the keys and the string find the strings more easily and um i was really moved by how difficult i found it but then once i'd practiced sight didn't become important at all in the performing of the song in the writing of the song sight became irrelevant and i actually used to perform the song fully blindfolded at the end of each of my shows in london just to prove that uh, it could be done so you would actually perform live blindfolded as well yeah absolutely absolutely i used to sit down cross-legged on the floor and put my blindfold on and uh, lay the guitar flat and uh, perform the piece what was it like for you to watch your grandmother gradually losing her sight? It must have been quite a, an emotional experience. Um, it was very emotional. Um, she she lives abroad, so I only get to see her uh, once a year. So every time I saw her, it would be quite a dramatic change um, in her in whether she could see me. And uh, yeah, it was very emotional for me. And she was a very visual person before and you know it was very she loved poetry and descriptions and this sort of thing and uh I think it was it was very moving what was her her reaction like to know that you had actually written a song for her and about her experiences she was really um touched and she's also been closely involved in the music I do before and when I explained to her that I'd written this um, about her. She was really touched and really interested in how I'd reacted to it um, and how I'd interpreted it uh, in my lyrics. You had this song for quite a few years and you got in touch with us here at Insight Radio and you wanted to do something a bit more. You wanted to develop the song and uh, to reach out to some visually impaired musicians. So what happened then? Insight Radio and the RNIB have been a huge, huge help um, with getting this project going. And um, I just came in and spoke to someone from from Insight and I reached out to any musicians who were blind or visually impaired who would be interested in working on a project with me, which involved me teaching them the song and coming together with a performance of the track. And we played the track and explained the story. And I knew that not everyone would be able to relate or find it, well, or find it relatable. And I was really pleased to have email responses. I just gave my email and my number. And um, sure enough, people came back and said that they'd be interested in doing it. It was a completely new project for me. I'd never taught any music before and I'd never worked really with a band. And I think it is a really important skill for a musician to 
be able to do that and share ideas. And I was really open to people's interpretations of it. I wanted people to, you know, help collaborate musically in terms of writing their different parts for it, involving different instruments. And the result is truly like nothing I'd ever imagined having just you know, written it on a on a guitar. And I think that was a really interesting part of the project was seeing what other people could bring to it. So in terms of your collaborators, who were they and what exactly did the other musicians bring to your song? I had um, a group of six musicians who were some of the most fantastic musicians I've ever, you know, seen or worked with. And they ranged in age from about 18 to 50 and they ranged in what they played and what they specialised in or whether they did it professionally or just as a hobby. And so I had a couple of drummers. I had um, a guitar, two guitarists. I had a piano player and uh, another vocalist as well as myself. And we got together for a rehearsal at the RNIB who kindly um, lent us rehearsal space. And... I sat down and said, you guys have listened to the song. I'd emailed them before to give them the song and come up with a few ideas. And we sat and we sort of just played. And I thought I was going to have to have about, I don't know, 10 rehearsals. And after the first, you know, they were playing a perfect rendition of my track. And I was just completely, completely shocked and overwhelmed and moved. And I just thought, I mean, this has to go somewhere these people are so talented and need to be shared everyone got on very well and everyone was everyone had this just shared enthusiasm for music and I thought especially as no one knew each other it was a group of strangers who just had this one thing and this one song and we went from there and it could have gone either way really Well, I think before we go any further, Marie, it's about time we actually heard the end results. But first of all, let's have a listen to your original acoustic version of Blindfold. I heard red is bad and blue is cold And I've been told I'm getting old Will someone remove this cruel blindfold? So that's your original acoustic version of your song Blindfold. And this is a new version with full band. Trust you, you know you must And I wonder why you ever fussed And love sweet, but it can't be unjust White is pure, I know black too well Like a story that I'm trying to tell Like falling before I fell Like a suck inside, wishing well So the song itself, are you happy with the end result and how everything turned out? I couldn't have imagined it better. I um, We teamed up with um, a fantastic producer called David Lane and we went to a studio in High Wycombe just out of London and the studio itself was so beautiful and very had all the equipment we needed but we were there for uh, recording for a, you know, a real full day and it was a a real testament to all the musicians. I mean, it's hard work and, you know, you never know if people are going to be bored to tears of the song by the end. But, um, no, I've been really, really pleased with the result. 
So what has the whole experience all in taught you personally or or given you personally? The whole experience has just made me realise that these people need to be heard. I mean, a lot of them do music professionally and I think their enthusiasm with the project and a few of them said that it's just about having the opportunity to get together and play music and I think it's such a fantastic thing to be able to collaborate through music and I think there's more to be done I think we we can do more with this and it you know it doesn't take loads of time and I think it's just it's a really rewarding thing and I've made six fantastic new friends out of it who I'm still in contact with and we're hoping to play live. Well, that would be great and we'd love to hear more about that, Marie, if if that does happen. So, yeah, we'll keep in touch about that, definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, what's next for you musically? What are you uh, hoping to do this year and beyond? Well, I will be releasing um, my own four-track disc probably in the next couple of months, uh, which is still the singer-songwritery, um, folky style. Um, and I will be doing a few gigs um, around the UK and around Europe as well. So it will be nice to get back to gigging. But I hope that we will be performing Blindfold together in the near future in a live venue because I think that would be amazing. Marie, where could uh, listeners learn more about you and your music? Uh, I have a website, which is marienaffa.co.uk. Naffa spelled N-A-F-F-A-H. And I'm also on Facebook um, and on Twitter as well um, under the same name. So you can find me there, contact me there. If anyone has any questions about the project or ideas on how we can help and spread the word, then I'm, I'm really keen to hear. Marie, it's been a pleasure to talk with you today. All the best for the future. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.